Accelerated pavement testing is one way to evaluate pavement performance under specific loading and environmental conditions. Dr. Buzid Shuban joins the podcast to break down the keys to creating a successful APT program. Transportation infrastructure. It's what keeps our economy moving and gets people safely where they need to go. But maintaining safe, reliable infrastructure assets is a complex challenge that requires innovative solutions. I'm Nick Frank from Agile Assets, and I'll be your guide as we navigate through the complex and evolving world of infrastructure asset management. My guest today is Dr. Buzid Shuban. He is the director of the National Center for Pavement Preservation at Michigan State University and has been actively involved in pavement and materials-related areas and technologies for over 30 years. He is the current chair of the TRB section on pavements, has received multiple recognition awards, and has authored or co-authored over 80 peer-reviewed technical papers. Dr. Shuban, thanks for joining the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about your role at the National Center for Pavement Preservation. Well, first again, thanks for uh, giving me the uh, this opportunity to to talk about the accelerated pavement testing uh, or APT. It it is a subject dear to my heart. Now, to answer your uh, first question, I am currently the director of the National Center for Pavement Preservation or NCPP at Michigan State University. In this role, I direct and lead NCPP to provide the outreach, education, and research needed to preserve our nation's transportation infrastructure, as well as to consolidate the concerns and needs of our partners and stakeholders. You mentioned it before, you're a passionate topic that you have is about accelerated pavement testing, and that is the focus of our interview today. So can you give me a high level, a deep level, as in-depth as you want to go on what accelerated pavement testing is. Accelerated pavement testing, or like you said, the APT, is defined as a control application of a realistic wheel loading to a pavement system that would simulate the long-term in-service loading condition that we would see in a roadway or a highway that's open to public. And what are the objectives of accelerated pavement testing? The APT provides for a faster and more practical evaluation method and their closely simulated in-service conditions with the main objective of getting early, reliable, practical, and beneficial results and to ultimately increase the knowledge and enhance the state of the practice. APT also provides environment for pavement-related learning. As such, APT allows to gain insight into new pavement materials, technologies, and design methods that the lab testing alone cannot provide. And are there different types of APT? And if so, what are some of those different types? Yeah, well, there are primarily two types. One, it's referred to as uh, fixed facilities. And the other one is what we refer to as full-scale test road or test tracks. In the fixed type facilities, as the name implies, 
the loading equipment is fixed with the testing confined to a relatively smaller area or short segment. The loading can be in an inside or outside environment. So depending on the device capabilities, the loading can be uni or bidirectional uh, direction. Some devices can include wonder in the loading wheel while the other, the loading is channeled. Also, the test track or the traffic area can be linear, oval, or circular. Some APT devices are more movable than others, so you can take them from one place to another if you wish. The environmental conditions can be controlled as well in the fixed uh, facilities. But one has to note, though, that the experimental pavement section built at some of these fixed facilities may not be always typical of in-service pavements. The full-scale test road, on the other hand, can be a part of the roadway system open to real in-service traffic, as in the case of Minnesota Road or the recently completed Florida Concrete Test Road. Therefore, in-service highway traffic is used for loading. A bypass is generally provided to shift the traffic off the main testing segment when needed for more detailed evaluation if you want to take readings or collect the data and so forth. Full-scale test trucks are closed loops loaded by trucks as in the case of the historical Astro Road Test or the National Center of Asphalt Technologies. One also has to note that the environmental conditions in full-scale test road or trucks are not controlled as they are in the open. So if you're an agency that is implementing an accelerated pavement testing program, how do you decide which one to use, the fixed facilities or the full scale? Well, first, it depends on the, uh, on the funding you have. The fixed, you control the environmental condition. You don't need a lot of land. In the full scale, it needs to be part of your roadway system, and therefore it may require uh, more investment, more planning, and you have less control of some of the conditions that may impact your results. The one that's straightforward is probably the fixed one. You have the control environment, so it's, it's kind of, it's trade. You gain some and you lose some, and then also depending on the funding. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And you mentioned some of those factors. What are those that an organization should consider when they're designing an accelerated pavement testing experiment? Like for any experiment, it is important to first ensure that the objective of your experiment are clear, well-defined, and understood, and that the APT is the uh, appropriate approach to address those objectives. You will have to ensure that the as-produced and in-place materials properties and the as-constructed structure are properly characterized and assessed. It is also important to identify and understand your experiment variables and how they might influence your end results. Then, accordingly, plan how you will monitor, control, and measure these factors. You will also have to plan how to reliably collect data of the outcomes. Of course, some factors like temperature can be more objectively and easily measured than others. In addition, it is also important to plan how to operationalize 
and extrapolate and turn the results that were obtained based on short-term loading to represent long-term performance, including the consideration of potential long-term environment impact. Finally, planning for technology transfer implementation is of primary importance. Such efforts are essential to reap expected dividend from the investment. All research result and aspect of innovations arising from the APT experiment must be considered for implementation as soon as possible. So at Agile Assets, we have clients in the Northern Hemisphere, we have clients in the Southern. So a lot of different weather factors. Does the snow, let's say in New York, or the sunshine in Florida, does that play an impact on when you're designing your experiments? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I said. We need to understand what are the factors that are involved. Now, if you have a fixed facility, for example, and it's inside, correct? So those factors are of less importance because now you are controlling the conditions, correct? Everything is under control. But if you have your experiment outside, outdoors, or if you have some sort of a test track or test road, then those are important factors that you need to consider as part of your design experiment. Makes perfect sense. Now, you mentioned a couple examples. You mentioned both Minnesota and Florida. Are those some examples of successful APT testing programs? And do you have any other examples of maybe impactful organizations that have done a good job implementing their APT? Well, yeah, I mean, there are a number of examples, like you mentioned, the two Florida, you mentioned Minroad with the National Center of Asphalt Technologies. But I would think that the historical ASHO road test of 1956 to 1961 is still the ultimate APT experiment because of its significant impact on pavement engineering. It is probably the most comprehensive and largest controlled highway experiment ever ever undertaken. It consisted of six two-lane loops constructed along the alignment of Interstate 80 near Ottawa, Illinois, 80 miles southwest of Chicago. It was sponsored by the American Association of State Highway Officials, ASHO, thus the name of ASHO Road Test. And it was administered by the Highway Research Board of the National Academy of Sciences. It considered both concrete and asphalt pavements, as well as certain types of short-span bridges. The Department of Defense provided the heavy vehicle for traffic loading. The information from the ASHO road test ended up being quintessential to advancing the knowledge and understanding of pavement performance and design. It introduced many significant and long-lasting concepts, including the serviceability concept, the load equivalency factor, structural number concept, construction variability effect, effectiveness of dowel and joint spacing in concrete pavements. The ASHO road test is largely considered by many as a landmark in highway and bridge design. And so that test now is well over 50 years old when that initial massive. It seems like there was a lot of different organizations that kind of played a part in creating that. Do you ever see us as a, as a country kind of 
coming together with a lot of different organizations and doing another full-scale APT test like that? Probably not, but, but, but there are a number of organizations or agencies getting together and doing similar to uh, lesser scale that, you know, the, the work that's being, uh, being done at Mineral, as I said, the work that's being done at the National Center of Asphalt Technologies, which is also kind of a group of agency getting together and doing research. It's not as um, comprehensive or as involved as probably the actual test. Just for the, um, at the sake of the discussion, the design guide uh, that was developed as part of the actual uh, test, like in the late 50s, early 60s, some state agencies are still using it, you know, with minor tweaking, but still being, still being used. And remember also, they use both concrete and asphalt and to a certain extent, uh, bridges. So it is, it is comprehensive. The amount of work and time and teamwork that went into it, uh, I can imagine that the comprehensive scale of that and how much uh, that kind of program would cost and so as we kind of transition into a little bit of talk about that, you know, we mentioned budget a little bit earlier in, in how to determine which type of whether fixed or full scale. So what is the cost to produce a program like this? And, and what is that benefit to cost ratio? In terms of cost, I must say it's, it's really hard to objectively give a number as the cost depends largely on the type, location, and size of the facility, et cetera. Uh, same thing with the benefit to cost ratio. As I said, it can be, again, difficult to assess and quantify in direct, tangible terms the economic benefit of any research program, for that matter. There are a number of intangible and less quantifiable benefits, for example, or for instance, at time, APT research may find that the current practices are ineffective and should be phased out. Often, the research may be used to support policy decision and to provide information to policymakers. Also, the evaluation of new product could create additional alternatives or competition to existing one, and thus may reduce the overall construction or maintenance cost, or may have uh, environmental benefits and so forth. Those are all intangible benefits. But just for the sake of discussion and for illustrative purposes, to use one example based on my first knowledge uh, when I was uh, with the Florida DOT, then it was conservatively estimated that over $4 million was saved on annual basis as a result of Florida APT research on two projects, one was on polymer modified asphalt binders, and one uh, and the other project is the uh, investigation on fine graded asphalt mixtures, and the and the subsequent implementation of the findings from these two projects. So it's a saving of over four million dollars a year. In addition, there are also intangible educational benefits in instances where APT data are used to further the knowledge and education of pavement engineers as well as to obtain higher degrees. Again, I'm going to use the example of Florida. A large number of PhDs and another number of master's degrees have been completed using Florida APT data. Ultimately, we all understand that APT is still about performance and economics. And I must say to that effect that accelerated payment testing programs do pay off. 
this kind of leads me into my next question. Why should a local, a state, a national agency think about implementing an APT program? I think we all agree it is not always easy or inexpensive to set up in-service experiments. You know, you go to the lab, you do the research, and you want to implement it. They say, hey, let me do a pilot project. That's not cheap. That's not uh, easy to do. And it's not easy to control all the variables. In addition, the time period required to obtain meaningful result or performance trend is a time, if not most of the time, of the essence. We cannot wait 10, 15, 30 years to see if the experiment is working or not. So in such context, then, although both APT and in-service section do not have, do have their own uh, limitations, APT does provide viable and cost-effective alternative for faster and more practical evaluation method, still under closely simulated in-service conditions to obtain meaningful results. Furthermore, as I stated earlier, APT allows to gain insight into new pavement material, technologies, and design method that lab testing alone cannot provide. However, I must add that APT program must be integrated in the overall research effort and not be siloed. Finally, as my experience has shown me, for any endeavor to succeed and flourish, it must be driven by well-identified, cohesive strategic mission and objectives. Fantastic answer to why it's important to have programs like this to help in the long term of the health of our roads. And as we look, pardon my uh, pun here, as we look down the road into the future, what do you see in the evolving world of APT? Do you see changes? Do you see updates? What do you think is the future of APT? Well, I think if, if I may think more broadly, I think we are currently facing formidable challenges to renew and sustain our transportation infrastructure. But we also have to deal with the added new reality that technologies are disrupting the current way we plan, design, build, and use transportation infrastructure. These technological innovations provide forward-looking and futuristic opportunities for designing and constructing multifunctional, multi-purpose pavements that go beyond their traditional purpose of carrying traffic loads. I think the next 10, 15, or 20 years will be fundamental and leveraging technological advances and innovation as well as having openness to disruptive change are essential in that aspect. I think we need to start thinking about APT in that context. Before I let you go, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you would want to add? APT does provide for faster and more practical evaluation methods of emerging and innovative technologies under closely simulated in-service conditions. Since the early test track in Detroit in 1909, APT has experienced many evolutionary uh, milestones. Major investments have been and continue to be committed worldwide. APT programs have undoubtedly resulted in significant innovations and advances in payment engineering knowledge and practices. Uh, specific economic benefits have been reported both in tangible and non-tangible, less quantifiable terms. Although APT continues to grow and mature, the associated programs are still ultimately about enhancing the performance 
in prolonging the longevity of the transportation infrastructure. In addition, I would stress the importance of synergistic collaboration and partnerships as IPT program requires significant initial investments. As the famous quote goes, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Dr. Bouzid Shuban, thank you for joining Move Your Assets and sharing your extensive knowledge on accelerated pavement testing. Again, thank you for this opportunity and Happy New Year. If you want to learn more about transportation asset management strategies that save time, money, and lives, head on over to agileassets.com. Once again, thank you to Bouzid Shuban for sharing his expertise on accelerated pavement testing with us today. I'm Nick Frank. Join us again next month for another edition of Move Your Assets.